Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z for May the 19th, 2022. In our last episode, I said America has a problem that we're not allowed to identify because identifying the problem would mean identifying a specific group, a specific minority of Americans who are committing the vast majority of the problems. That is still the truth, no matter how much the truth hurts. I did not specifically mention the race by name or by identifier because I don't want to be accused of being a racist or a bigot. But one need only look at the FBI crime statistics or the local news to see the faces, the pictures, the descriptions, when they are made public, of those committing the vast majority of the crimes in our country to know who the problem is. I'm not saying everyone within that specific demographic group is a criminal. I am simply pointing out that the vast majority of crimes committed in the USA are committed by that specific demographic group. That's reality. It's fact. And when that group, that specific demographic, makes up only a small minority of the population, say 13%, you've got a way bigger problem of that specific minority. And we still are not allowed to say it by name for fear of being called bigots, racists, what have you. Those are the facts, my friends. I was just trying to clarify what I said on the last program. I retract nothing because I spoke the truth. I want to buzz through the headlines quickly, and I think you will just shake your head in awe and shock. Number one headline, 234,000-plus migrants encountered at the southern border in April, the most in a century. We touched on that the other day. That's a whole lot of illegal immigrants. And if you do simple math, 234,000 in one month equates to 2,800,000 in a year. And let's multiply that times the full four years of the Biden administration. That would be 11,000 plus illegal trespassing, criminal, law-breaking immigrants at our southern border. And the Biden administration is welcoming them in with open arms. Next headlines, voters in Lansdowne got the wrong ballots, according to the Fayette County clerk. The council races were swapped. And there's perfection in our election system, you think? Well, that's kind of strange. Voters in two precincts in Kentucky got the wrong ballots, and it wasn't noticed for about four hours. And that could affect the city council and other offices. Are they going to have to do a restart, a redo of the election? One would hope so. It's going to cost the taxpayers millions of dollars, but we want election fairness, right? Fox Business reports Washington, D.C. launched a war on North American oil, according to a billionaire supermarket owner. United Refining Chairman and CEO John Katsimidis, who is the billionaire and owner and CEO of New York City supermarket chain Grastidis, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, 
said on Monday there will be a war by Washington on North American oil. I think he's a year late and about $2.40 a gallon short. He made the argument on Cavuto Coast to Coast as the national gasoline price average has hit record highs every single day this week, now approaching $4.50 per gallon as of Monday and will likely edge closer to $5 a gallon by the beginning of summer. The Labor Department said the consumer price index is up 8.3 in April. It was up 8.5 in March, and it continues to go higher thanks to the economic policies of your president, Gropy Joe Biden. Fox News posted an article on the Ingram angle. Laura Ingram commentated on Monday warning that the Democrats' totalitarian tendencies are harming America as the proverbial red wave appears to be cresting ahead of November's midterms. The article was entitled, Democrats are sounding more like Xi than Kennedy as they censor their opposition. I've been warning about the censorship of organizations who spout the truth, you know, like the Truth Hurts program, for many, many months now and how the Democrats, the progressives, the liberals, the woke people are seeking every possible angle to shut programs like this one down. Laura Ingram said, When the Chinese Communist Party sees dissent building anywhere inside of China, it moves really quickly to shut it down, scrubbing all of it from their social media, such as what happened over the weekend when more than 200 students protested all of those harsh COVID measures that are currently in place at Peking China University. They're brave kids, because if the offender's views are deemed to be a danger to the Chinese communist state, they will be arrested. And if released, their passports will be confiscated. That's what they did to the poor Cardinal Joseph Zen in Hong Kong. The reflex to silence opposition voices in a totalitarian state is one thing, but now it's also the impulse of Democrats here in the United States. With the November blowout looming and their party on the ropes, the Democrats are acting more like President Xi Jinping than President Kennedy or a William Jefferson cigar Bill Clinton. The new motto of the Democrats seems to be, if you can't beat them, use your corporate shills to censor them. The justification is always some horrific shooting or a protest that simply went wrong. And if the facts line up just right for them, They tag Republicans for it. And they did that, of course, with this weekend's horrific attack in Buffalo by a deranged racist. Yet even when Buffalo authorities confirmed that the Buffalo killer was a lone wolf, the journalists at Rolling Stone said, no, 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 no. There are accomplices here, the Republicans. The media are propping up an administration lie that has brought the country to its knees with policies making American families poorer each and every day. And they've tried this same tack so many times before. They tried to censor opposing views during the COVID crisis, including views at the Truth Hurts program, at Fox News, and on other media outlets. They, the Democrats, tried to criminalize political opposition after January 6th. And none of the anti-free speech tactics that they've tried ever seem to work. Eventually what happens is the truth comes out, especially on programs like this one, The Truth Hurts. Thanks to Laura Ingram for her contribution there. 
Washington Examiner says voters are rejecting the left's war on common sense. Washington Examiner? Hmm, okay. Democrats seem to have convinced themselves that locking parents out of students' classrooms, eliminating sex-based protections in school, might win them elections. But a new poll suggests the opposite. The American Principles Project found in a survey of several battleground states that the vast majority of voters oppose leftist positions on transgender, critical race theory, and other wacko things in the school systems. For example, when asked whether they support laws prohibiting biological males from competing on girls' sports teams in kindergarten through 12th grade, a majority, 56%, said they support those measures. Only 33% oppose them. 56% of respondents say they support laws banning puberty blockers, hormone treatments, sex change surgeries for minors. 60% said they support the Florida law forbidding public schools from teaching kindergarten through third grade students about sexual age inappropriate subjects like gender ideology, sexual orientation. In fact, 59% say they would support a new law requiring public schools to notify the parents of any child who says they begin to identify as transgender. And these viewpoints did not change very much amongst the different demographic groups polled. A majority of white, Hispanic, black, male, and female voters sided with the conservatives on every single one of these issues, as did self-described independents. Now, this shouldn't come as a surprise. It's just common sense positions. That's what's happening in the world today. The Associated Press says Biden is now offering an additional eight free COVID-19 tests to the public. The Democrats have to keep COVID in their back pocket so they can continue to weaponize it ahead of the midterm elections. I said it before, mark it on your calendar this day, the 19th day of May, 2022, before the midterm elections, there will be another surge, another wave, another variant that the Democrats will use to try and push more mail-in ballots and more ballot harvesting so that they can hopefully try to hold on to their razor-thin majority in both the House and Senate. But we see the massive red wave coming, and no matter how much voter fraud the Biden administration and the Democrats try this go-round, I don't think they're going to have enough to overcome the massive groundswell of anti-Biden, anti-Democrat, anti-woke, anti-progressive, anti-liberal BS that's been going on for some time. If you want to get the COVID tests, you can call 1-800-232-0233. I'll repeat it once because if you really need to hear it more than just one more time, you can simply rewind this program, 1-800-232-0233. This means now the Biden administration has spent billions of dollars to send a total of up to 16 free tests to people. He's now requesting another $22 billion from Congress to buy more vaccines and therapeutics. Here it comes to prepare for an anticipated fall spike in cases of COVID-19. There it is. I didn't even read the whole story, and I had already predicted what's happening. They're trying to prepare you for what might happen in the fall. What they're trying to do 
is control the election. Money Talks News writes, economic inflation puts Biden's approval rating in free fall. We already know his approval rating is in the toilet. They just keep cramming more crap and toilet tissue on top of it in a feeble attempt to blame everyone but Biden for the failings of America's economy. The Daily Dot has an article, and it is one that really kind of got under my skin. It says, oh, we in a different tax bracket? TikToker shows what Walmarts look like in wealthy neighborhoods. This entire article, which I will not read in full to you, it's available on the Daily Dot, written by Braden Bigella on Tuesday. It depicts the Walmart test store at Walmart headquarters, which is a beautiful building. It's a nice looking building. And they show it next to a mansion. It says, when your house look like this, the closest Walmart neighborhood market looks like this. And they show a very nice looking Walmart neighborhood market in Rogers, Arkansas. And then the race baiter who's involved in this tries to make a comparison that Walmart markets in po-black neighborhoods, low-income neighborhoods, they all be looking that nice. Well, if those people who live in those neighborhoods would quit trashing the places, maybe the landlords would be able to afford to fix the exteriors of those buildings, always looking for race-baiting opportunities, your Democratic Party hard at work. Washington Examiner says a GOP senator apologizes for saying there are only two sexes in a graduation speech. What? There are only two sexes, male and female. There's no need for anyone to apologize for speaking the truth. But Republican Wyoming Senator Cynthia Loomis apologized after she was booed by graduates at the University of Wyoming for saying that male and female were the only sexes when she gave the commencement address. She said that, quote, scientific truths such as the existence of two sexes, male and female, are subject to challenge these days, unquote. Besides eliciting boos from the progressive liberal woke members of that university, Senator Loomis's comments drew harsh response from several people within the university, including liberal woke progressive Democrat President Ed Seidel, who then released a statement noting, quote, one of our speakers made remarks regarding biological sex that many on campus take issue with, unquote. He then went on to say, while we respect the right of all to express their views, from students to elected officials, we unequivocally state that UW is an institution that supports and celebrates its diverse communities that collectively make us the wonderful place that we are." Unquote. Then the university's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Council responded to the senator's comments in a statement saying, quote, intersex members of our community who have diverse chromosomal makeup should be seen and recognized, and we deeply regret the harmful impact these words at our graduation ceremony may have had on those graduating, as well as their families and friends." Unquote. On Monday, Senator Loomis apologized, saying it was not her intention to make anyone feel unwelcomed or disrespected, but she stood by the substance of her remarks. I share the fundamental belief 
that women and men are equal. I also acknowledge there are biological differences and circumstances in which these differences need to be recognized, she said. Okay, so out of a university of, let's say, 50,000 students, how many, how did he call it, chromosomal diverse makeup students are there diverse chromosomal makeup it's generally in 99.99997% of the population of earth XX and XY is the chromosomal makeup of human beings in the human genome yes there are freaks freaks not in a bad negative connotation but people who have a little bit of weirdness maybe an XX and an XY chromosome maybe they had eaten their twin in the womb or absorbed their twin during the process of their formation biological science dictates XX XY is what determines whether you are a male or a female and anything other than XX or XY is an aberration, is freak in nature. It is not normal. Therefore, it is abnormal. So we're supposed to change up the entire belief system of a nation, of a, an entire species, because a few freaks or people who aren't actually freaks but want to dress like them, act like them, pretend to be them because a few, a very small, teensy-weensy, tiny minority is begging for attention to their freak nature? I'm sorry, Senator Loomis. You should not have apologized. Your statement is correct. Human beings come in two forms. Males, those with penises and testicles, and females, those who come with vaginas. That's it. That's science. Take your own advice, liberals. Follow the science. For liberal, progressive, woke Democrats, follow the science is a one-way street. Their way. Only when science benefits them, only at that point in time, do they follow the science. When the science proves their point of view to be wrong, completely inappropriate, improper, 180 degrees out of phase with reality, they say the science is flawed. But when it comes to other matters, they say the science should be followed. There is science, scientific proof that Asian peoples are smarter in math and sciences than Caucasians, than Native Americans, than African descendants. Scientific proof is out there, but it is now so buried, so well hidden, that it can't be brought to the fore. And if it is brought to the fore, it is considered bigoted and racist. There is scientific proof out there that Caucasians are more intelligent on every measurable scale than African descendants. But you can't post that data, those facts, those scientific realities, because it might offend someone. There is scientific biological data that proves 
that males in general in the human species are stronger and faster than females. But you can't put those facts out into the public eye because it might offend some trans queer gendered individual who thinks he's a girl, who failed as a male, can't compete and win as a man, so simply says, I want to be a woman today. Claims to identify as female some kind of way, even though the beans and franks are still there, even though the chromosomal makeup has not changed at all, go out and beat up on smaller, weaker, slower, more frail females, and then say, Yeah, I did it, yo, yeah! And claim victory somehow. There is biological scientific proof, evidence in medical science that there are only males and females, boys and girls. Oh, it's obvious to the most casual observer, but there are certain groups of freaks, of sympathetic weirdos, of freaks of nature, and their supporters who falsely claim there is more than just two genders. There are males, there are females, and there are aberrations, abnormalities, freakisms, very, very few of those. But somehow now, suddenly, the media, the Democrats would have you believe that in a room of people, if you are surrounded by 10 people, most of them are bisexual or transgender. And nothing could be further from the truth. Go into any school, any normal public school in this country, and in a class of 25 students, you are likely to have about 13 girls and 12 boys if the demographics hold. And that's what you have. You have girls and you have boys. But the news media, the Democrats, the progressives, the liberals would have you believe that some of those girls are simply boys trapped in girl form. And some of those boys are simply girls trapped in boy form. And they feel the need to try and push those individuals into believing something that is scientifically, biologically false. You can feel feminine. There are effeminate boys out there with the limp wrist and the lisp. And they might even like other boys. That just makes them gay. That just makes them homosexuals. It doesn't make them girls because they want to get pounded by a boy. Pardon my French. It doesn't make them female. It makes them an aberrant male. It makes them a homosexual, an abnormal male, a freak. There are girls who have lesbian tendencies, and they like girls. It doesn't make one of them suddenly a male just because she can strap on an apparatus and pound another female as if she were a male. Pardon the French. She's still a female. The chromosomal, biological, physiological makeup of the human body comes in two basic models, different sizes. You have pickup trucks and you have minivans. You have males and you have females. Sure, they can claim that they're something that they're not, but the science, the medical fact, the biology proves that that is a lie. And therefore, these people are living a lie. 
And if they believe the lie in which they are living, they are mentally ill. And the Democrats suddenly have an interest in mental illness. After all, a mentally ill Caucasian 18, 19-year-old guy went on a shooting spree in a New York supermarket and killed 10 black people. He's mentally ill. Because he is mentally ill, and all of the so-called experts agree that this guy is mentally ill, he will never see a prison cell. Well, he might, because they'll still charge him with a hate crime, and they'll say hate crime trumps mental illness, and they need someone else. They need a new Derek Chauvin this year to keep up their lie of systemic racism in the country. So they will turn this mentally ill teenager, in which, by the way, many communities still consider him a child. Even though he's legally an adult, if he's mentally ill, perhaps he has the mind of a child. I've gotten off topic for a moment. The mental illness that is homosexuality, that is transgenderism, that is the urge to whack off one's pecker, make you think that makes you suddenly a girl, it just makes you a eunuch, is mental illness at its very defined point. It is mental illness, and it needs to be treated as such. Democrats, the progressives, the liberals, the wokes, well, one day they're sympathetic and say that the mental ill who think blacks are inferior, for example, to whites, the white supremacy is a mental illness that Democrats seek to cure by banning books and burning books and censoring conservative speech. But the mental illness that is homosexuality, that is transgenderism, is celebrated by the same group of Democrats who claim they want to help the mentally ill. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. So much for greeting through all the headlines. This one has really gotten me a tad riled, folks. The next topic of discussion. Politico reports Biden is going to finally stop trying to work with the GOP and instead is going to start attacking them. Some people in Democrat land are just happy. They can't wait to see the new obstructionist Biden. Here's your president openly attacking people who simply want to make America great again. Take a listen to the feeble commander-in-chief as he poorly again tries to read a teleprompter. Let me tell you about this ultra-mega agenda. I never expected the ultra MAGA Republicans to have been able to control the Republican Party. And what did the MAGA crowd want to do? And the ultra-MAGA Republicans, under my predecessor, the great MAGA king. The great MAGA king, of course, talking about President Trump. Poor, feeble-minded, poor-reading, teleprompter-trying Joe Biden is trying so hard He has tried, supposedly, to work with the Republicans, but to the frustration of many Democrats and his closest advisors, Biden has spent steadfastly a year-plus in office trying to work across the aisle, but his efforts have been producing no notable legislative results for the Democrats. So now, more than ever, more than a year later, Biden no longer believes that most Republicans will eventually drop their loyalty to Donald Trump or show any willingness to engage. Biden admitted he was wrong and he is going to now work very hard against the ultra-maga, 
a word they made up. They thought he'd be able to pronounce it properly, but he has mispronounced it more times than he's pronounced it properly. He said ultra mega, ultra magra. He has mispronounced it more times than he's pronounced it correctly. To many Democrats, the admission that Biden was wrong is long overdue. Some in Biden's own inner circle have been arguing and urging a more aggressive response. This according to White House officials and Democrats close to the White House who remain anonymous. Much of the communications staff, including Little Red, who just left, kept advising him, please take a more aggressive stance. But nobody takes Biden seriously. Aggressive? That feeble, old man? That little, old, elderly guy? My friends, Biden is a weak individual, not just a weak president. He is a weak, old, feeble man. Radio host Jesse Kelly said, Mr. Pandemic of the Unvaccinated is done being nice, guys. Democrats claim he's been trying to work with the Republicans, but with snide comments like ultra MAGA and comparing Republicans to Bull Connor, George Wallace, and Jefferson Davis proves he's not been trying to get along. He is an easily agitated, easily antagonized, feeble, get off my lawn kind of guy. The joke of the neighborhood. And the joke will not get reelected in 2024. And the joke will not help his own party retain Congress in 2022's midterms. That's all the time I have for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Folks, go out there and make it a great day. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Thank you.